Hello guys, welcome to uh, Pink Sock Podcast. We are, uh, welcome to Pink Sock Podcast. We are a little late um, because of technical difficulties. So thank you for bearing with us. Um, our episode today is brought to you by Audio Vane Entertainment, where you can find all your music news, no bullshit music news. You can also um, go, if you enjoy gaming, you can check out Romo Gaming at twitch.tv backslash Romo2968. And our other sponsor is the gentleman who did our logo, Unlucky13Art at allmylinks.com slash Unlucky13. And today it seems a little odd because me and Tony are together, but also... If you take a little look over here, we've got Dave. How you been, Dave? Oh, I can't complain. <laughs> can't complain? No, not really. This uh, this nice four-month vacation is... It's been a vacation, I guess. It's just been a vacation. I've... I've yeah. It's been fun. Yeah, a lot of staring at the... Uh, a lot of staring at the ceiling. Lots of regret. Lot, lots, lots of sticky... Uh, Gym socks. Lots, lots of furious <laughs> masturbation. Yeah, furious <laughs> genital pounding. And uh, I've watched Netflix. All of it. <laughs> all, all, all of it. Speaking speaking of Netflix, I have discussed this with every person I've had on the show because it just hasn't been brought up. Since you said Netflix, they are making a Tiger King movie. Who would... A live action. Like, like, uh, all, I've, uh, all I've heard. Yeah. Who would you have play who? Uh, well, I've never watched Tiger King. I have no interest. I thought in you've it. watched all of Netflix. Uh, that's I <laughs> what you don't like meth heads with tigers? Yeah, that's the last thing I want to be doing is watching like meth heads, meth heads and tigers. Like I watched clips here and there, and it's just... <laughs> these people exist. I, I I know these people exist, man. I'm from West Virginia. We have our own version, but it's nowhere near as fucked up. They are real. No, but your last name is White, so. So he don't he don't take claim to that. He don't take claim to that. Just because my last just because my last name is White does not mean I'm involved with every single person whose last name is White. I went to school with a dude whose name last name was White. Never, not related to him. I, obviously, I'm a White. I don't know if we would be. There's a lot of Whites. I would have to look down my family tree see if we're related. I've known you long enough, probably. It, it, it's probably looking somewhat stump-like. <laughs> we, we, I have a, a grandma. Her name was, ironically enough, Betty White. I did. I had a grandma, Betty White, Betty Jane White. My mom, if she lis- if she's listening right now, she's not. She don't support me. I'm just kidding. I love your mom. But, uh, but uh, my, I have a grandma, Betty Jane White. She lived in Bethesda, Ohio. Have you ever traced your family tree? Like on ancestry or anything like that? Uh, I haven't. Uh, my grandmother was uh, really big into genealogy uh, sometime in the 80s and the 90s. I think it was after my grandfather died. She kind of started tracing it back and seeing where our family came from. And she traced it all the way back to uh, a man named Richard Warren who came over on the Mayflower. And that's about as far back as I think she had went. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, I thought, when I was a kid, I thought that was really cool that, you know, we traced our ancestor back all that far. But it was only really on my, my father's side. Uh, my mother's side had no interest in that, so I have no idea where it came from on that. What's weird is uh, people that are just now tuning in just see me looking at nothing because we can't see you. 
<laughs> they just hear this great disembodied voice. Like, God? No. <laughs> Not even close. Someone that actually exists. But, Sorry. But I, I actually... I mean, I do have the body of a god, though. Yeah, Buddha. <laughs> Buddha's a god. I'm not. I'm not gonna argue that. I decided uh, back on the genealogy. I decided to trace back my family tree, and I went back to like 1880, and I'm still in Belmont County, Ohio. <laughs> I had one person from Ireland. That was about it. Well, that family came over from Germany in the 1800s. So thankfully enough, I don't have any Germans in my family that are Nazis. <laughs> that would be I, bad. I mean, that's, 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 all, that's always a score you're looking back to. There's like, please don't be Nazis. Please don't be Nazis. <laughs> score. I, it was I, early enough I, they didn't turn over. I, I actually traced back far enough to find out so far that none of my relatives fought for the Confederacy. So. <laughs> None of mine did. I don't think any of mine did. I did find out that my great-grandfather, my uh, obviously on my grandmother's side, uh, opened up the first general store in Boone County, West Virginia. Well, I don't know how true this is, but I did uh, join a genealogy um, Facebook page, yeah. and it was on my grandma on my dad's side, and supposedly my 13th cousin, like 13 times removed, is uh, Hetty Roosevelt. Really, I think it thirteen times. But it's not related at that, at that point. Like, <laughs> but at that point, you have more in common with a fucking banana than you do like Teddy. I'm Roosevelt. more related to Barack Obama than I am Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> You're from Kenya. Ha ha ha. Where's the birth certificate? <laughs> See, you know what blows my mind about that? Like that still gets brought up once in a while. He admitted like, to it was wrong. No, not even on Baby Hands' uh, conspiracy theories. Everybody will bring up, like, Barack Obama's father was from Kenya. He was born in Kenya. And then you just ask the question, like, where's who's his mom? That's a white lady from Kansas City or something like that. And so she was an American citizen, yeah? I'll give you a second to try to put two and two together. Well, nobody... Why this whole being born in Kenya wouldn't have been a big deal. Nobody, nobody mentions, and then we're going to get off the poli political train. Nobody mentions that Ted Cruz is Canadian. He's a Zodiac killer. <laughs> I think... <laughs> the Zodiac killer I mean, is maybe Canadian. in an alternate timeline, but like, sure. <laughs> the Zodiac killer is Canadian. But I also traced back my family tree, and um, my great-grandmother is, her 10th cousin is Elvis Presley. Her 10th cousin? Is Elvis Presley, yeah. I don't even think you're related at that point. I think I no. got your second or third, maybe third cousins. Third not, cousins, like, by marriage, maybe. It's it's not even incest at that point. I, I, I Good on you for that's where you went, I guess. <laughs> Like, hey, cool. Guess what, guys? It's not incest. Like, uh, he goes to family reunions and be like, I hope I got some third cousins up in here. <laughs> that reminds me of. I don't want to feed my children that, with a pitchfork. That reminds oh. that reminds me of Larry the Cable Guy. He said, um, my uh, brother got all upset because he had sex with his third cousin, and he's like, well, why don't you quit counting them? <laughs> But I was wanting to uh, talk on here because we have talked about this off of camera and stuff. I was going to talk about ghost Ouija boards and shit. Do you guys believe in ghosts? A possibility of spiritual beings? Sure. Uh, open to the idea of it. 
Matter of fact, uh, it's on the worldwide internet somewhere. I was on some ghost hunting thing. Mm -hmm. uh, buddy of mine, he and his girlfriend, they decided they wanted to go around and hit up local haunts. And uh, they went to this, uh, I think it was a Tunnel Green or something over there in, in uh, Wheeling, looking for, see if they capture anything. And basically it's just like a, it's like a 30 minute video of a bunch of people walking around in the dark going, did you hear that? <laughs> did you hear that? And then, you know, Keith forgetting that he tripped himself. <laughs> um, Funky just said, hello folks. Hey Funky, we were a little late today. You might not have noticed, but yeah, we were a little, we were a little late. Funkies are a fan from Bosnia. Hey there, Funky from Bosnia. Funky Bosnia. That's not bad. I, it's, not, it's not quite up there with like Dr. John Von Finkel stuff. <laughs> we should we should get the Fink on here. You sure you're ready for that? I, yeah, I, don't, I don't know, know if you're ready, ready for that. <laughs> like, I have no filter, but he has like absolutely. <laughs> we, I, Back on topic, what were you saying about ghosts? Oh, yeah. We just kind of wandered around like, did you hear that? Like, no, I didn't hear shit. Like the most that I heard was like listening to the top because we're in a we're in an underground tunnel. It's like that doesn't sound fucking safe. Um, I actually um on the Ouija board thing, I saw this video you can find on History's uh, History Channel's website. This guy decided to find out the science behind a Ouija board, and what it is is not to burst anybody's bubble, but I do believe in spiritual beings. But a Ouija board is not. Uh, from a spiritual being, what it is is you are holding this thing with a bunch of friends, and you unknowingly, subconscious, with no muscle control, knowing unknowingly are answering how you would want that spirit to answer. They decided to prove this further because they put these people, they put blindfolds on these people, and she was supposedly talking to her dead grandfather, and he asked her easy questions like, "When did you die?" When were you born? Where did you live? And the dial kept going to blank spots. Just gibberish. Just like, what was that? Oh, it was uh, my reaching stick. Oh, but yeah, it kept going to blank spots of the board, and he asked yes or no questions, and it went like off the board, like not even. I mean, I'm still not going to own one. Why? Let's play a game of uh, Ouija board. See who lives the longest after playing with one. I like how that. that that comes off not so much of a like that comes off as a healthy respect it's like i might think it's bullshit but if it's not um i, I have a hard enough time fighting shit i can see much less shit i can't funky just that off chance funky just asked in the chat and i feel sorry for the people that listen on spotify and stuff but watch the youtube video it's not that hard it's free but F funky asked who are you guys talking to we were talking to dave the Great White. <laughs> I, let, let's let's dial that whole The Great White shit back, man. Karma's like, uh, really kind of starting to catch up with us, folks. So, like, let's dial that back a little bit. All right, we're talking to Dave. You can you can see him. He just don't want to be on camera on his camera. Dave is the lead guitarist of Psalms of Silence, as you can see behind me, and Tony's the rhythm guitarist of that band. We, we don't uh, shamelessly promote that band in here at all, but you can find them on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash Can I just point something out? We don't shamelessly plug the band as you sit in front of a giant band band. Yeah, they don't, they don't, have, they don't have an ego at all. 
So you, you, you guys, it's not that you don't believe in ghosts and not that you do. You just need more evidence. Yeah, yeah I guess you could, I guess you could say that. I, I'm like that about a lot of things. Like I'd be, it'd be arrogant of me to assume something with zero evidence or anything to back it up. Is there maybe, I don't know. Yeah. He's not camera shy funky. He's just, his camera sucks on his device. And we actually was late because we kept, we couldn't get my microphone to work. I know, I know that's a good thing, but we couldn't get our, me and Tony's microphone to work. You would have just heard him talking and. He, just monologuing. Yeah, just talking. Just an hour of me monologuing about whatever comes up. Oh, yeah, awesome. the weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, is, is he talking about the lizard people that live in the sewer? Yes. Yes, I am. That's fucking nuts. And by the way, um, if Marcus and Fink ever listen to our podcast, we have mentioned every episode about the time they almost got their dick sucked by Kyle Cass. Like every episode. No matter I think the only reason you might have brought that up is because you're a little bit jealous. I am. It's like, it could have been me. It could have been me. Oh, you should have seen Nate. He died laughing. <laughs> I, dude, I did too. And I didn't even witness it. I was out in the van sleeping. And I like, I cut, like, I start to wake up because I hear the door, like the door on the other side of the road open up and everybody's just laughing. Tony's laughing his ass off. I'm, I'm like crying. I am in tears. And I'm just like, the, the fuck? Like, all right, whatever. And he comes in. He's like, dude, you got to hear a story. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, what me and Tony brought up uh, is. Fink's the one that came out. Marcus was nowhere to be found. But did he get the? Did he actually accept? Because <laughs> Marcus didn't come out till later. We'll never know. Mysteries, <laughs> mysteries. Well, he does have sex at like a funeral, like on uh, cemeteries and shit. So maybe. So did Mary Shelley, and she wrote Frankenstein. So true, but he's he don't look like a Mary Shelley. I mean. Yeah, he, he's a dude born in like the late 80s. She was a woman who, I don't know, when the fuck was she born? I have no idea. I, in the 1800s, we're, we'll go, that's that's a safe bet, right? Like, mm -hmm. The 1800s, I hope. <laughs> I gotta say, though, it's great that we were finally all together because this show was originally, before we have spe had special guests and shit, was supposed to be us three bullshitting in a basement. So me and Tony just been having random guests on. Yeah, like the shit. original name was supposed to be like three sweaty dudes in a basement, but you know. <laughs> I still have that photo. I still have that clip on my computer. Oh, God. I have the I, I still have the original like beta test mm -hmm. of the Pink Sock podcast. Oh, God. Complete with such classics as. Uh, <laughs> Clint Eastwood's a racist. Clint Eastwood is a racist. President Baby Bitch Hands. We do have a question in the chat. Shoot. Who owns the guitar zone? I would say. Oh, that'd be me. That'd be Tony's. Yeah, that. Oh, yeah, those are Tony's. Those would be Tony's. Some of mine are over behind me. Some of mine are over back in the vault. Some are upstairs. We. We got guitars everywhere. This is a very yeah. this is a very visual podcast. So anybody listening on Spotify, I'm like, what the fuck are they talking about? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, that is a good point. Like, if you don't visually see it or all, you're just gonna hear a bunch of random dudes just going like, yeah, I got shit over here. 
over there. You know what I hate? I got to mention this. I've listened to so many comedians, like their albums, not their video that sometimes you can't even find where they're like talking about somebody in the crowd or making fun of something behind them. And you but can't, you, you have no point of reference, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's cause comedy's kind of like, there's a lot of visual in comedy. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of like reading the person's body language. You'd be like, like I tell a joke and it can be funny, but if you see me tell the joke and you see me, it's like, funnier. Yeah. It's, it's so much funnier. Like, Oh yeah. Like I've never understood people that would buy like Robin Williams, uh, CDs and not the DVD. Like, I mean, I get it. He's I funny. To, I used to have a, uh, uh, an Adam Sandler. Well, his is music. Some of it was music. Some of it kind of was, some of it kind of wasn't some, it, 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 it kind of came off as a CD version of like SNL skits starring just Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. And I listened to that on Walkman on the way to school. Yeah, that ages me, but I listened to that in a Walkman on the way to school when I was a kid. Listening to my 8-track in my Camaro. It wasn't a fucking 8-track. It was still a CD place. I know. Those big bulky as shit Walkmans. Oh, yeah, like I'd be the dude coming on the, going on to public transportation with a fucking boom box. <laughs> Listening to Adam Sandler. The, that would be way... Uh, Put on your yarmulke. <laughs> when I was a senior in high school, I finished up this uh, project guitar and machine shop. Mm-hmm. It was an all aluminum flying B body. Uh, I never got a chance to like put any sort of weight relief on it. So the thing weighs like forty pounds. Damn. And it's a it's like a Rhodes V. And that's an odd thing to have to explain to uh, your bus driver. It's like you can't bring that on. It's a weapon. I'm like, you get gonna. What am I going to do with it? Like, I can't tomahawk it. Tomahawk someone to death with it? Wait, just tomahawk someone with that? Wait, just tomahawk someone with that? I mean, you're big enough. Were you back then? Were you that big back then? He was on the football team, man. He was fucking huge. I don't know. Some people just grow up. No, I... Either state or small. I don't know. No, I I was a big fella back then, too. Made me an effective football player. You know, as effective as you could be in high school. So you guys, you uh, you were that size your whole life? Like no, like tall and you uh, came out of your mom like. <laughs> honestly, no. I, I when I, I feel sorry. That thing would be destroyed. Yeah, I mean, honestly, no. When I was born, I was, you know, average, undersized. Mm-hmm. I was I was shorter for most of say grade school. You know, still kind of stocky, but shorter. Like my buddy Keith. Uh, he's been the same height since he was in the sixth grade. Then all of a sudden you come to high school and you're like six foot two, 300 pounds. Well, like he, uh, <clears throat> he was five foot five as a sixth grader. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh shit. He's like five foot six now. Like he never he just grew up. He just, he just gained the ability to grow a pretty gnarly beard. And that was about it. He didn't get any hot taller. Me on the other hand, it seemed like, uh, one day I'm like five foot six, and then the next, and then like three months later I'm down here. Like, <laughs> I get tall, and I got lot, I got even bigger. I've been about I would say about the same height since I was seventeen. Mm-hmm. I just grew more hair. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing. I, I grew my hair out. I started growing my hair out when I was in high school, and I I had to cut it for football because I had a uh, I had kind of an old school hard nosed. Uh, football coach he's like big dave you're gonna cut your hair and i'm like i guess so i take that back because i did grow my hair out real long for two years of high school and then i shaved it completely bald my graduating year confused the hell out of people because i look like this 
<laughs> and then I just shaved everything off. The only thing that's changed on me since, like, I was 15 is I'm 100 pounds heavier. <laughs> and I, could, I couldn't I could grow a beard in high school to save my fucking life. Yeah, so, it was all patchy. So, not to interrupt you guys, but we do have another question. Um, Funky wants to know. You guys got tattoos? Yeah, I got a lot. He, he has a lot. I, I don't know. Dave, do you have any hidden? No. He has none. None. Me either. We're on the no tattoo club right now. You know what it honestly is? It's 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 almost like I have ADHD. I'm like I have all kinds of shit I want to get done, and then I'm just like, ooh, a guitar I can buy. And like, no, I don't have no tattoo. Money. <laughs> if I didn't, if I wasn't so obsessed with cool guitars, I'd probably I'd probably be covered in tattoos by now. But you know, we just got called out. He's like, since I'm the only one listening, do I get signed guitar picks? <laughs> signed picks. That's I, I don't know if my fat stubby fingers could sign a pick, but I'll try. What is the like? How much would it cost to mail to Bosnia? <laughs> I think we can work something out. Like, here, how about this? You give Mike or one of us your mailing info, and we'll mail you a merch package. How about that? What, what's all included in this merch package? Right, T-shirts, stickers. Uh, what else is in there? T-shirts. Uh, T-shirt, stickers, CD. Yeah? Yeah, CD. We still got some of those kicking around? Yeah, we still got, I think we still got a couple of the, uh, the old uh, demo tape. CD some guys. Psalms of Silence picks? We got those. Oh, yeah, we got, All right. we got a shitload of those. Things. We can send you a merch pack. Just let me know the uh, address. Did you want, like, a CD signed? Even though it's probably, it's not going to be the same singer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like three different singers. Well, away you can get like this. four out of the five. <laughs> you only get four of them, but that's 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 that's. that's I mean, that's the vast majority. Yeah, that's eighty percent. Even though Marcus ain't on it, but that is true. At least on the demo. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I make up. It, I'm for demo stuff. I did. I did vocals. I did all the bass. I did. The, I did some rhythm guitar and it did leads but yeah right basically yeah just me you and Frank and Jason yeah that covers that covers 100% of shit that might have shown up except for some of the lead vocals Ben was on that demo wasn't he yeah yeah I have the demo at home yeah <laughs> man that was that was a weird weekend wasn't it do you do you guys you have know, honestly I think it would be better is if we uh is is there any way we can uh, possibly give her like a free download skew or whatever to get for, it on Bandcamp like digitally so she can listen to so she can get the like the real album because the EP is not on Spotify or anything no we never did put the I, I it was for a while and uh no the EP was never on Spotify the EP was on Bandcamp uh once we got done with the album uh we put it up on all Bandcamp Spotify hey funky would you uh rather the with the uh, CD, did you want the digital version or she said deal, whatever you want to send her? Okay, cool. I mean, like we got the EP, but that thing is so old and it doesn't have like hardly half the people. Yeah, that EP was what so. 2017. <sighs> Something like that, I think. When yeah. Wonder Woman come out. 2000. I think it was 2017. Yeah, it was the same year Alien, uh, oh, that new Alien Covenant yeah, movie came out. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, because when we all went to the theater, me and you know, me and Gimli went to see Wonder Woman, and you and Fink went to see. Oh, Alien. but Funky, if you do enjoy uh, 
uh, Viking Metal. Um, if you don't want to wait till the CD shows up, you can listen to it on Spotify or any streaming service until it comes out. It's also on YouTube, ain't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you can the listen. Whole albums on there. You yeah. can listen to it before it shows up. And I'll get the guys to sign that, and I'll get the address. So we just did the first uh, Psalm to Silence giveaway, yeah, only yeah. consisting of one person. Hey, gotta start somewhere. <laughs> well, no. Um, with these live streams, I've realized because people have uh, lives, obviously, uh, more people do tend. And this is ghost for anyone that wants to do something like this. Don't feel. Uh, don't feel like you're not making it far if people aren't listening live um, because we do get a decent amount of listeners afterwards. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, it, at the end of the day, you're starting at 8 o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah, we're changing yeah. that, by the way. Anybody that is listening uh, live, which is right now funky, um, we are changing the time because I have friends in Bosnia. I have friends in Sweden, Switzerland and stuff. And to accommodate their time zone, me and Tony might be changing it to 3 p.m. on Saturdays. It won't make much of a difference. He's off on Saturdays. It will just make it easier for people to tune in. The, okay. the, yeah. Only, yeah. the only reason we did 8 p.m. is because when I was planning on going back to work, I was thinking about working overnights and it'd be easier. But I can still do 3 p.m. if I do work overnights these days that day i could see where working overnights and starting earlier like that would be difficult mm -hmm. yeah because i don't wake up till 2 3 p.m <laughs> yeah. I, I mean i did that for years so like, I, I do have a question how good your internet sorry to talk business on the air but how is your internet at your house perfectly fine i mean for the last number of months i've been playing uh dnd campaigns online because it is so how about we do uh like what we have been doing before today mm -hmm. like we can just live stream you, you can yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I have no problem streaming from home. Cause it'd be easier. Cause whenever you guys are on the go or whatever, you can just use a phone and do it, and we can still do the podcast. I mean, the phone's but, fine, but like computer with the headphones yeah. and the microphone. Yeah, we can better. do that too. I'm just talking about if you guys are ever on the go, we can still do the podcast. Well, yeah. If we just continue to do it this way. I know my vacation kind of screwed everything up, but you know. Oh, by the way, I was trying. Um, next week, if you want to join us, we have Fernando de la Cruz coming on. Man, he's my boy. Oh yeah, that, that dude did. Did a hell of a video yeah, for I us, love man. That video, man. Yeah, so if you want to join us and talk to Fernando next week, we're going to do it like we did before this. Oh, shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. It's going to be me. Connor was not able to join us. He wants to, but we can't do it because we couldn't figure out the headphone situation. We wouldn't be able to hear him. <clears throat> oh, he would have been. Uh, he would have been coming on the, the studio. Gotcha. Yeah. He lives about, I want to say, nine hours away. Holy shit. I've got Damn. friends all over. <laughs> Damn. And uh, Fernando de la Cruz is on next week. And then for the 4th of July, since it is on a Saturday, we are switching Pink Sock podcast temporarily to Sunday that day, that week, the 5th. Yeah, because I think trying to uh, trying to podcast when everybody's been drinking and... And are currently watching fireworks because it is at 8 p.m. They're about ready to watch fireworks. So while we're on the topic of fireworks, are you going to be that guy? It's your turn. <laughs> Tony. Oh, <laughs> With the again? Big fuck off fireworks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I can catch them on the same sale, I plan on buying the grounds for divorce fireworks assembly. And I'm going to need your truck. How much is it? On one condition. What? On that day, we call out both of our stacks. <laughs> I plug that shit in. 
I get to play the national anthem. <laughs> Damn. At ear splitting levels. Are you going to play it like hey, Jimi Hendrix style? I'm going to play it like me style, man. We could do that because we're going to go out to Rick's house. Remember Rick's? We're going out there to shoot all the fireworks and barbecue the whole fucking bit. Oh, fuck, I ain't going to haul four cabinets and a bunch of gear up there for that. But, yes, I will go up there and watch, you know, fire in the sky. Fire oh, in dude, the sky. There's some big boy stuff in that package, buddy. We're talking about, like, mortars? No, I'm talking, like, shit they set off from the island for the 4th of July. Also, like, the big mortars. The big so, shit. So, so, the, so the people listening, just in case they uh, want to know... Um, tell them what the grounds for divorce fireworks are and how much they are, which is the reason why they're called. Yeah. Nor- normally it's 1500 bucks for the package, but you can catch it on a half off deal for like 750 and it, the, the assembly package is so big. You will need a truck for it. I can't fit it in my SUV or in the car or in the van. Um, no, she's uh, funky did say in the chat. I did miss it. She did say that she doesn't care if it's old or not. She will still take whatever you want to send. Okay, cool. Sweet. She said she'll help you guys spread the word. So guess what? You guys are going to Bosnia next year. <laughs> I mean, it's better than our hope to go to Germany, but you know, let's not talk about that. <laughs> that went in the shitter real quick. Yeah, it did. Man, I was. Now we got to reapply. Re- oh, yeah. Fuck. Took me five years to get on walking battle of the bands this time. Yeah. Thanks, COVID nineteen. <laughs> you guys should you guys should start a side project called COVID nineteen. Battle swine. Battle swine. Battle swine. We've already decided if we start. And we're gonna project. dress up like alternate versions of Bebop from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, I'd be all right with that. <laughs> battle swine. Yeah, battle swine. He, he told me about that because it's uh, it came from a meme. Yeah, yeah, because uh. <laughs> Uh, Black Sabbath is selling those uh, Black Lives Matter t-shirts. People's like, they need to stay out of politics. Be like, have you not listened to Black Sabbath? Yeah, have you never ever? heard War Pigs? Like, that's kind of an that's kind of a political song. I, I saw a comment the other day on a uh, Tom Morello post on Instagram, and somebody said, "Stay out of politics." And then he, yeah, he's the wrong dude that tells people stay out and, of and, politics. And, like, and he doesn't he have a master's or a doctorate? He had he has science. Not just that, he he got a, a he passed it with like he what was that called when you um when you do when you pass really well in it blind colors. Like um no, there's a there's a term for that. Yeah, he got a valedictorian in political science in fucking Harvard. <laughs> Isn't that summa cum laude or something like that? No, valedictorian is first. I think summa cum laude is second. I think I could be wrong on that, but I do believe I did read that somewhere. And when Tom Morello commented on it, the guy's like, "Well, what do you know about politics?" And Tom Morello did not even reply. <laughs> He's like, "You're not even." Well, the thing is, is even if he didn't have that degree, um. Yeah, I understand certain bands just they have politics, and I understand uh, going from not being political to political sucks. But um, what but what machine did they think they were raging against? The toaster. <laughs> the toaster. <laughs> or mom, like, fuck you, I won't do what you tell me, mom. Like, y'all kind of miss the point of that band. It's like the same pe- – it's like – okay, so – Prophets of Rage is another good one that people are yeah. attacking. Well, System of a System Down. System of a Down, I was yeah. about to bring that up. Like, System of a Down was, like, 
was the Rage Against the Machine for my generation. Because, mm-hmm. like, Rage Against the Machine was, like, to me, like, 10 years too early. Because mm-hmm. they were in the 90s. Yeah. You know? I'm, I'm not raging, raging against the machine at five years old. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but by the time System of a Down shows up in the you know the early 2000s, I'm coming into that that just the right age to where I'm like, yeah, these guys, these dudes know what's going on. These guys, fuck yes. Right. Well, about the time that uh, uh, I could be wrong on this. Correct me if I am. Uh, when System of a Down started getting real big, wasn't like Rage like doing just one-off reunion shows and shit around that time? Like they weren't fully uh, touring like they used to. The timeline might be a little bit screwy, but like I know Rage, uh, they went on this hiatus, mm-hmm. which is what led to like three quarters of Rage going in and doing Audio Slave, and then Profits of Rage later on. Well, Profits of Rage was like, I mean, relatively recently. I think it was only like yeah. That's why I said later on, fifteen-ish or so. And then they kind of got back together. I think it had a lot to do with their singer, uh, uh, Zach De La Roach. Is that his name? Mm-hmm. Rage's uh, singer. I think he just wanted to do other things, and they kind of, you know, part ways and then come back together and then part ways. Again. Have you heard his other projects? Who's? Uh, Zach. No, I, I, I follow a lot of Tom Morello's stuff. I really liked his uh, uh, Night Watchmen or whatever that. Right, right after Rage Against the Machine uh, split up, uh, Zach DeLaRoche did release a, another band. It was just him and another guy, and I recommend it. I forget the name of the band. I will have to, if you can Google it for me. Uh, it should be the first album that pops up after uh, Rage uh, split up. They only uh, spawned one album. Who is it? Um, Zach DeLaRoche. He uh, had a band right after Rage broke up. I think it was with him and one other guy. Um, it was Tom Morello and the Night Watchman. I knew it was something like that. If I've, you're really into like Bob Dylan type stuff, uh, I'd say activist type, bulky type music. That that's that's the way to go. It, he, I think he released three albums mm-hmm. as the Night Watchman, and it, uh, it's really good. It, awesome. It, it kind of it, it 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 keeps the spirit of uh, Rage Against the Machine without being you know so. Uh, Bunk rap metal, and it's more like it's more Americana. It's it's really good. It's really worth. Speaking listening. of, what is your thoughts on Prophets of Rage? Prophet of Rage, which is basically Rage Against the Machine, but with um, Public Enemy, was it? No, was it Public Enemy? No, I, never I think it's Public Enemy. And hold on, let me. I'm not the type. I know. To I just know. Make claims. Hip, I know it was a hit. Uh, it was a couple fellows from a hip a hip hop group. I don't. I think it was a super group consisting of members of Rage, uh, Public Enemy, and another rap group. I forget what groups. Um, no, I got. I, I liked him. I really did. Like. Oh, it was um, three members of Rage Against the Machine, uh, members pu- of Public Enemy, DJ Lord and uh, Chuck D, and then rapper Be Real of Cypress Hill. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense because, like, if you, it, I mean, just li- like, just listening to old Rage Against the Machine, you're like. Yeah, they're really hip hop influenced. Mm-hmm. It, they're, it's it's right there. It's blatant. And then when like they're like, they go hip hop. <laughs> I remember when they announced they were going to do Prophets of Rage because like leading up to that, everybody's like, oh cool, Rage Against the Machine's probably getting back together. That was nope. the buzz. And then they're just like, no, we're going to do Prophets of Rage. I'm like, what the fuck is this? And they're like, they mentioned it was basically a super group. I'm like, all right, mark me down as intrigued. Let's see what let's see what they do. 
I was very interested when I heard Public Enemy and Cypress Hill was doing a super group with Rage Against the Machine. Because <laughs> I'm like, I'm intrigued because there was hip hop influence, but I was going to see where they were going to go with it. It intriguing and it worked out. It somehow just did. Oh, One Day as a Lion was the name of the band after Rage that Zach was in. Talking about music, music, what do you think about Live Nation's new policy they're putting out? Uh, Did you see all of it? Yes, I saw all of it. I get the feeling. If you cancel, they want you to pay back double your guarantee and all that shit. Okay, so fuck. Where I first saw that was Gary Holt. (laughs) God bless the man. (laughs) It's just like you know what? Fuck Live Nation. And this was on an Instagram post, and I kind of looked at it, and one of the first comments that I saw was uh from john brown of monuments mm-hmm. and he goes maybe in all, all of our future contracts with him since they want 30 percent of our merch now we need to sneak in you want 30 percent of the merch we want 30 percent of your bar sneak that little bit in there um bullshit this is going to be like every other live nation hat uh deal they've been doing over the last six oh, this, I, th- I feel like they're like they're gonna get so much backlash that they like they're gonna have to back out of it but my, dude like my question on, you make 1.2 billion dollars last year and you're gonna cry why why can't we just if live nation is going to be that way let's say live nation and ticketmaster both want to go that route why don't we just go the old-fashioned way cut out the death of live music as we know it cut out the middleman and do what we used to do buy from the venue directly or the bands on the bill well here's the problem like i I think part of the problem is is like if i'm wrong i I very well could be but i thought live nation and like ticketmaster they all work together yeah, they work together for once sometimes, but like they are a third-party site. They yep. will go through and buy tickets when they come out, mm-hmm. and then turn around and resell them for a profit. For a, a huge profit. You know what's that's fucked why, up? Like, that's why you know I you can't go and see a concert now. For what the ticket prices should for be? What the ticket prices should be. Yeah, you gotta pay the you middle know, you, know you know what's really yes. fucked up? Uh, a fourth party is Subhub now. Ticketmaster was like um, was would sell tickets, but they would sell it for like ten dollars. They'd disappear, and StubHub would sell them for fifty. People was making a bitch fit out of that. And then Ticketmaster announced they have partnered the stock of StubHub, so they work with StubHub to fuck people over. So they own not just a third party company, but they own the fourth party company as well. Yeah, yeah, but you got places like Groupon that selling like thirty dollar lawn tickets for fifteen bucks, <laughs> right? Or you can like, buy from the opening act for cheaper. I mean, sometimes, sometimes, dude, I've seen people wait until like the day of, which is not bright. I've not. I've I've seen people wait until the day of and get the things for like wholesale. Not to interrupt. I have not heard of this because I'm not really a guitar player. But have you ever played a fretless guitar? No, no. I have not. Fretless bass, I have. And Uh, she heard the sound is terrible. How is the sound and all that on that? Okay, so it's definitely different on a fretless bass. To Uh me, they sound they sound sound just just like like a bass. I mean. Granted, there's no uh, the the attack is a little less metallic since you're not fretting the string against an actual metal fret, so it's a little le- it's a little bit more laid back. And uh, honestly, a fretless bass to just sounds like you know an upright stand-up bass. A, uh, a fretless guitar, I always thought they sounded really cool because the only company that I've ever seen it really does it well is uh, VGA. It's a uh, French company. Uh, uh, Bumblefoot famously plays their guitars. And uh, they actually make their fretboard out of a like a metal 
uh, alloy compound, mm-hmm. and they sound really cool. Honestly, they just sound like you're playing slide guitar. If you've got if you've got pretty decent intonation, that's you have a, a guitar that sounds like a slide guitar without having to learn how to use a slide, mm-hmm. which to me I've never I've never been able, been all that great with a slide at all. Uh, I'm fascinated by the idea of having a fretless. Mm-hmm. But I can't exactly use it with what I'm doing here. That, I mean, maybe, maybe as a studio tool. See, I'm, I, I, I play bass occasionally, and I am trying to, I am going to try to learn guitar. But it'd be hard for a beginner to know where to players. There's still the dots on the neck. Uh, well, on a fretless bass, because that's where I have the most experience with a fretless instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, on the side of the neck, you still have your, you still have markers. Where oh, like yeah. you're uh, sometimes first, but third, fifth, seventh, twelfth, so on and so forth, frets. So you still have that point of reference. And um, if you've got good ears, you've got good relative pitch, mm-hmm. you're going to have an easier time with it, my experience anyways. Uh, I did play a, a, a fretless jazz bass in uh, down in Nelsonville, Ohio. Mm-hmm. about 10 years back and it was like it was a fretless jazz bass but i think it had been modified to be fretless because uh they were still worth uh they inlaid the fret slots so it looked like it had frets when it at a distance but when you got up on it, it was completely smooth mm-hmm. so in that case it gave you a really good idea like where this pitch is going to fall uh, i think they sound i honestly think they sound really cool and there's more fretless Basses and in, in, in music than fretless guitars. Then fretless guitars, yes, but then you might want to realize. Mm-hmm. Uh, crap. There's a uh, there's a thrash bass player who plays with a fretless bass. I can't think of his name. Uh, plays on a three string. Three string fretless. Uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, bass player for Testament. Uh, what's his name? Testament. Yeah. Oh no, he plays on a. He has a, he, he one of the things he plays with live a lot is a, I believe it's a three string fretless bass. The one bass player in thrash I don't know. <laughs> I know because like, it's it's weird like it, I know more thrash bass players than I know any other genre. I should know this because I, I I'm a bassist. Excuse me for a second. Go um, which bassist? They've had two. The recent uh, one? Most recent one, yeah. Uh, since 2004, they've had uh, Greg Christian. I, I think that that sounds familiar. I, I, and then I before be that was that, Steve like DiGiorno. DiGiorno. Now I'm even more confused, but I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's the, he's the, he's the fellow who's playing a, a fretless bass in the context of metal. That's weird, but interesting. It, Hey, if it works, it works. Like, I've seen a band one time that uh, implemented upright bass into metal. Uh, I don't know if I've seen. I don't know if I've seen that. Um, I believe the name, the band's name, it was either metal or punk. Their name was the the Necromantics. I do believe they that were. Sounds like a metal band. I, 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 well, yeah, it could be punk. Like anytime I think of upright bass or anything like that, I'm thinking of like. Uh, I'm thinking of like stuff like, yeah, rockabilly. Yeah. What was uh, Brian Seltzer's uh, rockabilly band? Uh, the Stray Cats. 
I think they, they perform with that brightness. Did you know that uh, Lemmy Kilmeister, uh, Kilme- Mr. Meister, whatever the fuck his last name was, uh, Lemmy was in, we all know him just as Lemmy. Um, <laughs> did you know he was in a uh, rockabilly band around the time that he died? That doesn't surprise me. He, he, he did, I mean, that didn't say busy. Like that, this is a dude that, like, according to what everybody said, like, he finds out he's got cancer and he's just like, I guess I'm going to go on tour one last time. And, like, Right, you're like 70 years old. You just found out you've got terminal cancer. And you're torn. And it's a particularly aggressive strain. You've got like maybe six months left to live. And the first thing he's saying is like, might as well go out on tour one last time. Like, maybe I'd just sit at home and just be like, you know what, I'm going to do me for a little while. Like, but he didn't want to. Uh, he didn't want to stop. And the name of Lemmy's uh, rockabilly band, if you want to look it up, because they do have a couple albums, is the Headcat. Why do I get the feeling Brian Seltzer's involved? <laughs> Let me see. Because he's the only person out. He's the only person I can think of who's nope. involved with rockabilly. Really. Um, the band consisted of Slim Jim Phantom of the Stray Cats, and Danny B. Harvey of the Rockettes, and the Lonesome Spurs. Yeah, I really wasn't uh, ready to look over and see a snake <laughs> <laughs> about six inches from my face looking at me like... That's what Valicia says every time she wakes up. <laughs> <laughs> that's not a snake. That's yeah, like an that's earthworm. A, that's, a, that's a snake. That... <laughs> you're sitting there. You're talking about a grub worm wearing a sweater. <laughs> I do my best with what I got. <laughs> it ain't much, but it's honest work. <laughs> It ain't very big, but I got 250 pounds of pile. So did, did, did you guys start with guitar? Was there any other instruments that you guys played with early on in life? Because I know some people started with trumpet. Some people started with like a brass instrument while they were in school. I or was in the marching band in high school playing the trombone. I played trumpet. First chair. I played trumpet in, uh, in high school. I almost made it first chair and they made me leave because my grades were not good enough. Funny enough, the joke's on me at the end of the day, but, you know, I quit I quit marching band because uh, back then I was going to church every Sunday and every Wednesday whenever the door was open when I was a kid. It's forced to, but still. And I told him I was showing up late to practice every day because I was you're on Sundays over the summer because I was going to church. He's like, that's unacceptable. And I was like, eh, fuck it, I quit. So... Why and, did you stop playing? That like, did you ever think about going back to it? And, the and, trombone and implementing it into metal. I know I, there's no use for that thing in metal. Uh, anything could be used. Maybe if we're doing like some kind of big it's orchestra. Ninja incorporates all kinds of shit into metal. Yeah. I mean, maybe if we're doing some big orchestra piece like Metallica did for an album. I. But Dave, what was your first instrument? Um, I dabbled in drums a little bit when I was. When I was young, because my dad is a drummer, uh, he, to this day he still has a, a, a an early '80s white pearl uh, drum set set up, but it never really stuck until uh, I started picking up and trying to learn how to play guitar. I uh, the snakes are pretty awesome, aren't they? Snakes are amazing. What is that? This I, is Alduin. He's my Colombian red tail boa. He grew, didn't he? I, yeah, I hadn't seen Alduin since before you went on vacation. I'm, I'm going to register him as my emotional support animal. <laughs> Snake. <laughs> oh, so you can hop on a plane and yeah. freak out people? like Especially if Samuel L. Jackson's on that motherfucker. 
God. What do you next on this motherfucking plane? <laughs> do you play? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but what, back on topic, what was your drums? I, I, I dabbled in drums a little bit when I was young, but it didn't really, it didn't really stick at all. Uh, what are you doing? Before I was a freshman in high school, um, and I should mention, I've got a ridiculously musical family. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uncle is a multi-instrumentalist, uh, plays piano, guitar, bass, uh, just about every stringed instrument you can imagine. Uh, I've got cousins who are all guitar players and singers, and my dad's a drummer. And uh, so I've been around it all my life, but I had no real want or need to learn how to play an instrument. And then I, uh, as they say, one faithful day, I just happened to be sitting in the living room uh, at my cousin's, and he's plucking away on a guitar, and he started, he's playing uh, Over the Hill and Far, Far Away. And for whatever reason, <laughs> I do not know to the, even to this day, like, how'd you do that? Uh, show me the, show me that. Well, he started explaining chords. He showed me, you know, uh, he showed me uh, G, D, and C, a uh, little bit of that, and, you know, I was off to the races. And, and then, then it was like, like two weeks before I could actually sit down and play guitar because like while I had a guitar kicking around the house, um, it wasn't, uh, my uncle happened to have it. He was taking, he was kind of taking care of it because it, uh, my parents split up. We moved half of her stuff out and it was, it kind of got lost in, lost in translation and all this. And he ended up with a couple, with my guitar and I had to hunt it down. And so it took like two weeks before I could actually sit down and, and, try to play and then it was every single day for hours a day i would just sit there and play because i was obsessed with this do not understand what how, how that all happened because when i was a kid i'd only be into something for like a week and then it'd be and then just else. throw it away well no, not throw it away it was just like you know this week i'm really big into trains or this then the next week i was really big into dinosaurs and then like it i was like that all all my life as a kid and as i got older it's like eventually like the shit was going to stop spinning it was going to land on something so Mm -hmm. like guitar just seemed to be what it was and i'm sitting there i i think at this point like in an alternate universe that shit spun around and landed on like dinosaurs or some shit and i'm a paleontologist (laughs) (laughs) oh uh speaking of paleontology i'm a little off the camera um speaking of paleontology i was watching the joe rogan experience the other day an episode and apparently there's a group of people worse than almost as bad as earth as flat people that believe that uh dinosaurs are fake yeah christians and the, no they are pla- no, they're no, planted there no they think that uh yeah these people think dinosaurs are fake it's a hoax because it wasn't in the bible because of what yeah they think the devil put dinosaur bones there to test their faith it's weird because I have a I, my mom's a Christian and my family's Christian, but they're not. <laughs> but, you can see the look on my but, face, but, but it's, a, it's a just bewilderment. But, but they're not that. My parents aren't that crazy. Neither is any other people that I think are Christians. But it's just, it's weird that there's certain groups that just don't want to believe fact. Quit. Uh oh. Is he? Like he was freaking out there first. No, he's not freaking out, but he's, he's got trying to find himself a perch. He's oh, there. He goes. He's got my hand completely immobile. Yeah, he's what a dickhead. He's strong. Well, yeah. I, what he? What does he weigh about five pounds? Oh, 
we, a few pounds, we yeah. are going to announce this is a few episodes away but on the 11th we're going to have rocky johnson on pink sock podcast not that not not like Dwayne the rock johnson's father rocky johnson shrouded neglects bass player Rocky oh, Johnson. I was like, <laughs> no, no, no. I like, that man is dead. <laughs> not. I, I watched the eulogy that his son gave. It was a beautiful eulogy, but <laughs> Rocky, you're just you're just gonna show up with this casket and lean it up there and start talking to a corpse. Like, wow, this 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 podcast took a weird turn. I, I find it funny because like, um, this show is called Pink Sock. And one of my friends was like really shocked because they decided to listen for the first time the other day when Uh-oh. I was interviewing, well, last week when I was interviewing uh, Nate and I had him on the show as their special guest. Oh, God. And the first question we asked was, what's the weirdest porn you've watched? Now, now we are going to have guests on here that don't won't, won't want questions like that, but it is Nate. And this person was like, why did you ask a question like that? And I'm like, you're listening to a, a podcast named after a prolapsed rectum, and you're wondering why we're asking. <laughs> at this point, they found that offensive. I'm assuming. No, they were. Oh, they were I, I was assu- like, yeah. I mean, what would you rather it be instead of Pink Sock Podcast, the thing that killed one of the Bee Gees podcast? <laughs> <laughs> The thing that they thought was physically impossible until BG shat himself to death. Isn't that what killed Elvis too? No, he just had a heart attack on the oh, shit. I thought he. I... <laughs> it wasn't a prolapsed asshole. He just had a heart attack. Like, and I don't. I I, I understand how that happened. The dude like his his treat sandwich was what it was a loaf of uh, I think what is a a loaf of French bread. Mm-hmm. With peanut butter, jelly, like bananas, and a pound of bacon. Well, yeah. If he was eating Taco Bell, he'd still be alive. (laughs) Maybe. Or maybe not. I don't know. Like, at the end of the day, like... Was it because it wouldn't come out, or was it because it was too big, or like... What 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 are you talking about? It's shit. Why does his insides turn inside out? Are you talking about the guy from the Bee Gees? Yeah, why does asshole do that? I have no earthly idea. I just know, like... We should we should have uh, Barry Gibb on and ask him. I mean, if you can get Barry Gibb to come <laughs> on and talk about, like, one of the Bee Gees who died from a prolapsed asshole, I might be wrong Let's not that. talk about that bald guy. Oh, uh, um, the weirdest porn that um, Connor watched was some guy, bald guy, sticking his head this far into a woman's vagina. Oh, God. I've heard about that. Oh, yeah, you've seen it. I know. You're the kind of guy you probably finished. I, I remember a few years ago. Uh, I made him watch that Johnny Sins Avengers flick. <laughs> that dude is living his li- best life. Man. I, I, I like how we went from being a serious. Who's living his best life, that man or Rob Van Dam? Rob Van Dam. Uh. Oh, yeah, that is. I mean, all at Rob Van Dam, he wrestles when he wants. He gets high all the time. <laughs> he, I mean, and he's got, like, a legit, he's, like, his, his wife. He lives in a harem. His, <laughs> his wife and his girlfriend are legit tens. He's a, he himself has said, I am living the best life. Like, he, you're looking at it, like, that dude really is living like a party life. Like, how long can it go? I don't know, but it looks like he's having fun right now. <laughs> I think, like, when Hugh died, he just took his place. (laughs) 
Yeah, but Hugh. At least Rob ain't raping nobody. Yeah. Well, I don't even think Hugh was raping allegedly. anybody. He I, <laughs> allegedly Hugh. You know, I'm not gonna say made that. his girlfriends do shit do shit to each other while he jerked off. In well, the that car. that wasn't alleged. There, okay, there, so, there was yeah. actual contracts they had to sign where they had to have sex with them. Oh, fuck off, really? Yeah. In order to live at the what house. Type of lawyer ha- like, imagine being a lawyer who has to draft up <laughs> that contract. Like, someone uh, who's getting a lot of money from the Playboy Mansion. That's just, exactly who. Someone's just like, uh, you know what? The checks are all, you know, there's, there's six digits on them checks. I don't ask questions. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was, there's actually, like, an entire, like, contract written out in order to live at the house you have to sleep with him you have to have sex with him whenever he wants you to uh yeah i feel like that type of contract you really couldn't enforce <laughs> i mean they signed him even if you sign him like i feel like you could you can't enforce a contract that like uh, basically you're a sex toy now like I don't think you can enforce that. I wouldn't think you could, anyways. That, that's that's really. Could you imagine if they tried taking him to court? <laughs> well, I mean, for one, money money always wins. So yeah, he would have won. I mean, what do you think about Playboy not doing uh, nude pictures anymore? Just articles now. I mean, I don't really care. They quit doing it. I I, I don't have to jerk off in a time machine anymore. I got Pornhub for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Playboy is cool for Grandpa. We live in a we live in a day where we can you know I can open up Twitter and like there's at least a ten percent chance I'm gonna see Riley Reed taking it to the base. That that's just how I uh, talk. I fiddle with my rings all the time. But yeah, Riley Reed is she your favorite? She ranked number two on Pornhub. Don't ask me how I know that. Because you <laughs> because you watch all. Don't ask me why I know these things. <laughs> Who ranked number one? Um. Mia Malkova, I think. I thought you were gonna say Mia. Yeah, I thought it was uh or Lana Rhodes. I think it was Lana Rhodes. Lana Rhodes. I try to keep up on such things. Yeah, like uh, gotta stay educated. Mia Khalifa is still four. Like holy shit! You know, I just found this out. I didn't realize she was only in porn for like less than a year. Ten months. Three ten months total, but she only filmed scenes for three months. Yeah. And she's still that like blows my mind. I'm like, how many scenes did she film in three months? Like, she took a lot of dick in those three months. I'm not even gonna lie. I had no idea. I honestly had no idea that she hadn't been in porn in that friggin' long. That that long. Hmm. And the only reason I know that is because just oddly enough, this morning I was flipping through Instagram and I saw like she's a sports commentator. Oddly enough. No, like I was on Instagram and like there's a you know how Instagram has those uh those little sixty second videos yeah uh-huh. and there's a video and she's like apparently some sports commentator for mm-hmm. soccer now like what the hell did she get into sports commentary she's getting her life together she's been a sports nut the entire time man I honestly didn't know that yeah like I I my knowledge of my knowledge of Mia Khalifa came from like she wore the uh the head uh the not a burka but a all the uh, uh, turban hijab, no hijab, hijab, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm the head cut, the head covering, yeah, isn't she yeah. Middle Eastern? She's Lebanese, yeah, I knew she was something of that sort, yeah, and that fucking famous video that she was in almost got her killed. 
I mean, if she went, if she went over into the Middle East, maybe it's not like they were gonna send a hit. Dude, there were there were, there were Muslims here giving her death threats. Funky's asking how long we plan on being live. The thing about Pink Sock Podcast is we don't plan. We don't even have really topics planned. We just talk until we feel like we've talked long enough. Um, when we have a guest on, we do kind of plan. Or speaking of, I am. Uh, I don't think he'd care if I said this. We are planning on getting uh, Keith on here. The wrestler, Keith Hot, the Bearcat. Oh, Yo, you catch all. Oh, you catch it. Uh, if you got caught him now, he probably oh, I know. a lot to say. Oh, I know. But I already have the next few episodes planned out, or I would. I mean, just as a like, it'll probably come up because it might like the Rick Diamond shit might come mm-hmm. up. Like, he deleted his whole Facebook over that. Fucking good, because fucking Rick was a piece of shit. <laughs> that cat just climbed through the floor what yeah you know that there's that somewhat broken board on the ceiling right next to that door yeah he climbed so from out out from my father asked me the other day my father asked what a pink sock was i had to explain to my father google it no i explained it to him and then i had to explain to him what docking was Oh, why did you, okay? Well, how do okay? Let me ask. Why where the did docking, docking come, come up? No, he said that is the most <laughs> fucked up thing I've ever heard, and I'm like, you've never heard of docking, then? And he's like, what's that? <laughs> and I'm like, we're, we've gone down the wormhole. If you don't know what docking is, Google it. I'm not saying it. Let's let's do the G raid. What is docking? E T phone home. But like they go inside of each other. I wasn't even going to go that far. Like, <laughs> Skin over one, yeah. bump together. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> For those of you that aren't circumcised. Did you know that when people are uncircumcised, they just got to tie the foreskin? They don't have to wear protection. Only you would know these <laughs> things. You just have to untie it and then squeeze it out. <laughs> That's a visual you did not want. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder about you, Mike. This is why I started a podcast. We can actually stream this shit. God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, he Man, I don't know if you if you paid any attention to it. wrestling Twitter blew up. Black Diamond did, I know that. Black Diamond did, but there's a lot of other things came out about the uh, the British wrestling scene. Yeah. A whole bunch of uh, a whole bunch of guys were outed as abusers and rapists. And, like, like guys, guys that had showed up on NXT and, you know, people in the independent scene over there. Like, it, well, that's it, what, it, 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 it out. I mean, they outed a lot of people. I think the list was up to like 40. That's no guys. surprise with all the, uh, I'm not saying it happened. I'm not saying it didn't happen. But with all of the allegations against Vince McMahon, Pat Patterson, all them guys over the years, I wouldn't doubt it. I, I don't want to I don't want to talk in broad strokes, but there's. Have you ever heard how the, how police have that thin blue uh, wall of secrecy or veil of secrecy? One one second, I got uh, Funky's leaving the chat. She said, uh, "Have a fun show," and uh, she will contact me. Three in the morning, right. holy shit! Yep, Bosnia. It's three a.m. right now. But continue the sworn to secrecy. So there's like this thin blue wall of secrecy, and that's the reason why apparently good cops never come out against bad cops. Well, in wrestling, there's also this weird thing too, and I, 
I have I I, I only meant I'm only gonna say this like I know a lot of wrestlers and mm -hmm. there's a and I mean the vast majority of the ones it's I like know had experience with no the vast majority of the I know and had experiences with or well they're younger there's not that weird thing like they will actually out these pieces of shit mm -hmm. right but there is there is this weird stigma about speaking out against you know someone because respect is a really big thing in wrestling especially like in a big the military is the same way especially back Any, anything anytime you get respect involved with anything it, it's just a breeding ground for, especially for, like for these types of things. when like, these allegations happened uh against pat patterson in particularly this was when wwf was starting to become really huge and people were afraid of what would happen to their careers one of the it's that way it's still that way with a lot of people like uh you heard the allegations right i won't mention any any real names because it's not my story it, they're not my stories to tell but you know women who were had been harassed and like they couldn't they felt like they couldn't speak out mm -hmm. because it would negatively affect their career or even women who did try to speak out and they get blackballed or they try to blackball them or when women come out and they're like why didn't you speak sooner well if i would have spoke sooner you still would have not listened and like uh one 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 wrestler that got brought up in particular that I, i'd never heard of a wrestler by the name of david christ he's one of the people who got brought up in the whole uh, british wrestling thing I, I was talking to Keith about it. He, he's just like, yeah, he's like, I know Dave Christ. He goes, that guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> like, I was like, and, that, and that's weird coming from Keith because, like, it, you know Keith. but uh, Very nice none, guy. None of, yeah, none of you have – Keith never has a bad thing to say about almost anybody. Sorry if that ruins your gimmick if you're a heel right now, but – He's not. <laughs> he's he's – uh, but, yeah, like, if Keith has – you know, shitty things to say about you. Like you face. really, you must really deserve it. Yeah. He's like, he, he's, he's like, he's worked with a guy and he's like, that guy was a piece of shit. And like, I couldn't get along with him. Like, yeah. Tony, um, I'm not sure how aware you are of what we were discussing. Have you heard about the Pat Patterson allegations? Mm -mm. I do personally. I believe them. Um, I, 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 I actually don't know what you're talking recent, about. Like, recently, right before he died, like a few months before he died, Rowdy Rowdy Piper came forward. And he was in Legend's house with Pat Patterson. And yeah. he said in the interview, he's like, um, I've never came forward with this ever. And he didn't really say much, but his emotion spoke for him. He was like... You know what he wanted to say without him saying it? Pat molested him. Yeah. Because he, That's what I'd get based on, yeah. Because he was saying me and Pat one night was hanging out and, well, a lot of bad things happened and, and he didn't want to talk about it. But there was wrestlers that have talked about it and they said, yeah, Pat would try to get younger wrestlers into his room for sexual favors in order to get pushes. Yeah, that I mean that doesn't surprise. And me. Vince only fired him ten years later when it really came out. Yeah, yeah, but. They tried going to him and he wouldn't listen. <clears throat> that is what the story I've heard. And then he brought him back. Uh, yeah, but it's 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 Vince. Like they they. I don't personally know the guy, so I can't really say much because I don't know what happened. I wasn't there. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm. I'm not even. I wouldn't be. I re, I really wouldn't be surprised. Well, Vince is the guy that just recently paid off Florida to consider wrestling essential. 
<laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, his wife paid one what one point five million to the governor. Uh, I, guess, no, I thought they, it was 18, that seems like a waste. I it was eighteen and a half million. Oh yeah, it was eighteen and a half million to the governor of Florida to declare WWE essential so that they can continue to do their live show. That seems like a waste. Yeah, because like when they started doing it, like so when COVID first hit, like one of like big sporting events are obviously going to be one of the first things to go. NASCAR even fucking called it quits for yeah. a while. Mm-hmm. Vince didn't want to do that. Like, honestly, I think they should have just postponed WrestleMania. Yeah, because without a crowd. Instead of having it without a crowd. I mean, there were some really, they did some really innovative things with it. Like, the the Boneyard match with uh, AJ and uh, The Undertaker. That was great. Uh, the, Firefly Fun, uh, the Firefly Funhouse match. But Edge and Randy Orton would have been better with a crowd, in my opinion. Because that reaction with Edge coming out. Maybe. Uh, the ma- one of the matchups I think would have been best better for the crowd is uh, the the angle they were working with uh, Otis, Dolph Ziggler, and uh, Mandy. Mm-hmm. That needed crowd interaction because, like, at that point in time, if you if they were in front of you know fifty thousand, hundred thousand people, Otis becomes the biggest babyface uh, of the night. I didn't get to watch WrestleMania, but did they exaggerate about the attendance <laughs> like they do every year? We got two people in the crowd. <laughs> Did you see Trump's rally tonight? Hardly anybody there. There was tons oh. of people. Oh no, no. I, I actually, I'll give WWE credit here. Like one thing they did do for WrestleMania shirts is like uh, they were selling like these WrestleMania shirts and said I wasn't there. <laughs> so I mean, like, did you get that shirt, Tony? I wasn't there. A WrestleMania nah. shirt. <laughs> You're like, I wouldn't even give him money. <laughs> now. I, I've, dude, I've way, lost so much interest in WWE ever. You know. Watch AEW. Now the way AEW uh, handled, did it with wrestlers handled, in the crowd. Yeah, they yeah the guys it was going to work anyways. They had like wrestlers in the crowd and like yeah, like all right like it, at least it doesn't feel like you're wrestling you know in an empty building. What makes me sad about this whole COVID COVID nineteen thing because I do watch AEW more than WWE because I'm a wrestling fan and WWE has just gone stale because I'm an adult now. Um, uh, watch NXT. NXT is the best thing WWE does. It, it legitimately is like I've watched every- some of it with AEW though. The one thing I was really sad about is I would have loved to see the crowd reaction when a uh, Brody showed up, and Matt Hardy showed up. Maybe, but we're going to have, we just have to deal with the fact that like, they're going to be performing in mm-hmm. front of, uh, crowds yeah, soon crowdless for, uh, they had to deal with, uh, mm-hmm. not having crowds. Well, Matt's, uh, showing up. They actually, Cody said in an interview, Tony's getting bored over here. We're talking wrestling. But he's snoring. Um, it's all good. But uh, with Matt Hardy showing up, Cody did say that he, the way he was going to come out was nothing like that because they couldn't get the vanguard and the camera angles properly with a the crowd there. Hmm. So they completely changed how he was originally going to show up to the way that he did. I don't know yeah. what the original show up was going to be. But, it's hard to tell. I but, mean, like it, it's wrestling at the end of the day. Like they might have had the best laid plans, but like. 10 minutes before it's supposed to happen, they might have to come up with something on the fly. Like, What's weird? Um, it's just wrestling, man. Do you, am I the only one that doesn't <laughs> like the hypocrites that are against AEW when they say Matt Hardy going from here to here to here to here stupid, but when The Undertaker does it all the time, it's fine. Those are just people that want something to complain about. Well, they're... Uh, I, personally, I, I personally think wrestling is one of the only pla- places where you can have, you know... It's a, it's, a, yeah, it's, a, it's a suspension. Like, yeah, no, there's actually, there's a weird suspension of disbelief because like, you know, 
that, that man is that that seven foot tall man, fifty year old man is not teleporting everywhere. Right. But they do it, and you're like, "Fuck yeah, it's the Undertaker." It's, yeah. It's the same way. Like they started doing some of that stuff with uh, the Bray Wyatt's with Bray Wyatt. But it's um, cool when they do it because it's WWE. It does. For some people, and that, that drives me nuts. What also drives me nuts um, is I was getting in a little bit of a verbal dispute with a guy uh, that was a wrestling fan in public, and he told me he's like, "I like AEW, but they need to stop hiring WWE guys." I'm I was like, about to say, did he give you the Tom Segura treatment? And I told him, I told him, I'm like, <laughs> "No, um, AEW is hiring guys for WWE that does fit their mold." if we would reverse the roles, let's say AEW has been around this long WWE, their entire career has been taking wrestlers from other promotions and trying to make them stars. That is what wrestling companies have been doing for years. WWE's only had four people Did that originally WWE do that with like WCW. No, I looked it up. I looked it WWE up. WWE has never been, WWE outside of a, uh, I think outside of only a handful of guys, they don't have a whole lot of homegrown talent. No. If you look at all their WWE champions, people that have won the WWE title, only four came from WWE and was trained in their developmental territory. Yeah. I'm glad he's just perched up there. And Guess who the first one was? In the 90s, The Rock. He was the first one. And that yeah. was 30 years they had been a company. So, I mean, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. A- like, AWA is where yeah. he came from. He Japan. Was, I mean, like. <laughs> Granted, he got on the he got on that stage and he got bigger, but still, like he basically was already Hulk Hogan. Most of, he up. yeah, now most, he's racist Hulk Hogan. Most of the guys from that era came from AWA, NWA, and shit. Iron Sheik. It was a territories thing. Like, yeah, when, when Vince wanted w- to kill the WWFs. What started you, out? Why'd your thing keep going off? Oh, because it's it goes into screen mode. I just don't want it to. Uh, Does it kill the camera too? No, it doesn't. Oh. I'm just yeah, doing like that so WWF, don't like they they were just another territory when they started buying up other territories to become bigger like yeah they, they took the talent they took talent they did the same thing with when uh they bought up WCW they tried to take all the talent they could now the really big guys had uh had contracts with I think AT&T whoever the parent company was so their contracts weren't with didn't come down with WCW that's right. why it took you know, over a year before you started seeing other big names. That's why the invasion angle kind of sucked because they didn't have the big names. They didn't even have Hogan for that. He didn't come until after the angle. Yeah, you didn't have Hogan. You didn't have Nash. Savage. Hall, uh, Savage, it wouldn't really matter. But you didn't have you didn't have the big three of the NWO. You didn't have Goldberg. Goldberg didn't show up for didn't show up for like uh, what two years. Are you also you also what do you like better, regular Hogan or Hollywood Hogan? I was never really, you know, I, I honestly, I think Hall, the, I, I can't really make that, this, I can't really choose. It's like, the reason he goes, he, he becomes Hollywood Hogan after being, you know, the, you know, Hulkamania, Hulk, uh, you know, Hulk Hogan. Because it started getting stale, wasn't that the it reason? Did. It did. It got really stale. So like, you know, the great heel turn when he becomes a heel and he, you know, he turns into Hollywood Hogan. It's like. Yeah, he became really fresh all of a sudden. Like, I remember a few years ago when like uh, Cena was still working full time, and it's like you got this weird push pull from the crowd. Like the crowd didn't buy into him because you know he had been you know he'd been Superman for a decade. Like they want to see him do something else, and it's like they want to see that mystical heel turn. But like you're living in a time now. They never where, like, did that, did they? 
John Cena started off heel, never went back heel after he turned face. Yeah, pretty much. The only time he ever turned heel was when he was at WrestleMania doing a rap thing, and he mentioned how WWE would not let him go heel. That was <laughs> because he came out of the Thugonomics song. Yeah, yeah, Didn't he start I, doing that again? No, just what? once. It was a one. He just did it. That, he did it that one WrestleMania. It was with Elias, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, because Elias was trying to call somebody out, and John yeah. came out, and John was wrestling Elias, and then the Undertaker came out. Yeah, and then beat John Cena, because that was that big spew where uh, John didn't have think, a moment. You think the Rock will ever come back? He has several times, but not in a full blown wrestling match since Cena uh, for another like WrestleMania bit. No, I think he. I think he mentioned he might host one last year. Uh, yeah, I think within the last year he he said he mentioned he he's retired from in ring performing. You, but, really? You want to get a really good laugh? Hulk Hogan w- went to Vince and Triple H two years ago. And was like, I got an idea, brother. And uh, Vince is like, what? NWO returning, brother, versus the Shield. <laughs> I'm like, none of you guys can wrestle anymore. I just like that Goldberg. <laughs> Besides Kevin. I just like that Goldberg meme where it's like two, like half a second into the match. It's like, I'm tired, boss. <laughs> <laughs> that pains me, man, because like I'm, I'm a big Goldberg fan for what he Same. is. Same. I'm a yeah. really big, but like his last couple outings have been like, he almost killed the Undertaker. He fucking squashed like Brock Lesnar. That you know, honestly, that made a lot more a lot of sense. Like this, his when he when he came back and he was going back and forth with Lesnar for like those three matches. They finally got a good WrestleMania match out of those two. Because <laughs> <laughs> the first one, sucked. those were awesome. Like that was a great. That was an awesome run. Because like. Like okay, who 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 can believably come in and beat Brock Lesnar in six in sixty seconds? Goldberg. 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 Who do like? And then on on the flip side of that, like, who are two dudes that you don't ever have to have a match longer than five minutes for it to be exciting? These dudes. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever. I think grand total of time they. I just hate that Taker lost his streak to Lesnar. I heard it was on the on the fly moment, like right before they went out. There's conspiracy theories. I mean, like, because I, I honestly believe he should have lost his heard, streak. To but there, that conspiracy theory has been broken. I just remember Undertaker was in an interview with ESPN recently, and they said, "Why did you lose a streak to Brock?" And he said, "It wasn't my decision. It was Vince. It was always Vince's decision when I lose a streak." And it's always been Vince's decision. Right. I work and it's always been Vince's yeah. decision. I work strictly business. And he's yeah. like, and Vince came to me and said, you're going to lose the Lesnar. Yeah, I'm like, no, you sure, boss? You get like, all yeah. kinds of, like, back, you, you know, people like back bringing back it up. Even Heyman is like, here's one for you. He goes, and nothing will ever happen. He's like, nothing will ever happen if this is the case. He brought up, he goes, if there's anybody in the in, in wrestling that could have went, I actually don't want to take the loss to Taker at WrestleMania 30. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go out there and actually just pin him. Mm-hmm. He's like, is there anybody else who would be able to stop him? And at that point, what are they going to do to him? Right. Do you think anybody in their right mind is going to fire him now? I still risk. He will be so well protected because, like, you don't just fire him. Like, and he's like, there's some, he's like, the reason why the, the, you know, Taker, you know, dropping the streak to Lesnar at 30 uh, is such a big thing is because it's, as far as wrestling goes, it is the JFK assassination of yeah. wrestling events. There's all kinds of plausible shit that goes into it. And at the end of the day, like, I can understand why you would want him 
to drop the streak to Lesnar. Who else can hold that man? My only argument, though, about that situation. The legend killer, Randy Orton. Randy Orton should have taken it. When he, I don't think so. I, 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 well, that would maybe. have completed his moniker as the legend killer. Yeah, he kills not necessarily the legend. legend. Well, no, what's bullshit, though? I'm, I'm just going to interrupt real quick about the legend killer. Randy Orton, now this is bullshit, and you will agree with me. Um, a little backstory. Hulk Hogan at SummerSlam wrestled Shawn Michaels and refused to lose because he did what, didn't want to lay down to Shawn. Shawn was supposed to wrestle him in a rematch and beat him. Uh, the day of the event, Hulk Hogan said, I'm not doing a rematch, one-off, I'm winning. Fast forward a year later, Hulk Hogan is supposed to lose to Randy Orton at SummerSlam. And then they're supposed to have a second match where Hulk wins. The day of the event, Hulk says, ow, my hips are hurting. I'm going to win this match, and we're not going to have a rematch. Okay. That doesn't so, I mean, am I supposed to be surprised that Hulk Hogan, the king of backstage politics, <laughs> backstage politicked his way into not losing? Do you know where he learned that from? <laughs> um, I actually learned this from a documentary I saw. Nothing against the guy. But he actually learned that from Andre the Giant. Andre used to do that all the time. Hulk, yeah, but all, yeah, like Hulk's, but, but like, who would who would try to stop Andre from beating the? Listen, I get, I get it. Like at the end of the day, you're gonna have to protect yourself, protect what, protect your care. You're gonna have to protect yourself because nobody's gonna do it. But at a, but when you're like in your late fifties wrestling Randy Orton, what yeah. do you have to prove? But, you're a okay, legend. I, that's a an odd tangent, but like going like. The, when the streak initially dropped, uh -huh. you know, I had no reason, nobody had any real reason to believe it was going to happen because mm -hmm. they didn't have any real build up. You're like, right. hey, why would they drop to Lesnar? Lesnar doesn't need it. He's already booked as if he's fucking doomsday. Well, li literally, the like, win is what was the storyline. That's literally the ending of the match was what made the it was match. A, it was a case of like WWE likes having moments. Mm -hmm. They like moments at WrestleMania. They want WrestleMania moments. That's a moment. That's a really big moment. But that's a moment that I, I, I will argue all day that now in hindsight, eh, it didn't need to happen. No. Because um, what did you what did you really gain out of it? What did besides you, for like some besides heat coming off of it? Because like I'm the one in twenty one and one. Not not just I'd like to see Lesnar and Braun Strowman. Not just that. Not just that. My thought was Taker's big thing, the way Taker wanted it to go, and he said it's all up to Vince. Taker wanted to retire losing at WrestleMania. He didn't want Vince to call him up and say, hey, will you wrestle this one? He wanted to call it quits, lose at Mania, that's it. That's the end of his career. And that makes sense. I mean, that makes sense. It's it's the you know going out on your back thing, but like But what did what, what, what Lesnar I, I, I but I also like it, this kind this is a this is a fan thing to say, but like if there's anybody in the business that doesn't Deserve it. That honestly deserves to be able to go out and ride off into the sunset. It's taker. Because it doesn't happen often. It would be Taker. Mm -hmm. Like, if he decides, like, with an day, undefeated streak. With an undefeated streak. Because, like, you, you didn't, I don't think you, I really don't, you didn't gain anything by having Lesnar win. Right. He's already, he's already, he's already booked like he's a god. He doesn't need it. Even if you have Taker winning, he's, dude, he's almost, he's booked like basically like in the same way that Goldberg was booked. Like, yeah, he was undefeated. Like, ain't nobody going to beat Goldberg. But yeah, but Goldberg wrestled well, more. Back in the day, like, nobody's gonna beat okay. Lesnar either, really. Lesnar's different now. Like Lesnar uh, has been treated as he's a prize fighter, which makes sense. He's an attraction guy. That's why I think it's all. That's why I don't really like the idea of him having a belt. He don't need one. Yeah, Similar yeah, to why Andre didn't have a belt. He didn't need one. Yeah, like it's like 
look at Undertaker. Undertaker's not really a guy that needs a belt. He's a he's an he's an attraction just being there. Yeah, and the times he's won the belt, it wasn't really that noticed. Like it was just a prop for him because he's already established. He's already an attraction. You, I, I guess I could see that. Like, but it, WWE's championship right now kind of reminds me because they flip flop so much. I don't know about now, but last time I watched, that it reminded me of like 2001 WCW when they just kept like giving the belt to somebody else <laughs> before uh, Lesnar was holding it for a year. Yeah, and I mean. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the Lesnar thing is weird. Lesnar, Lesnar is like a. I don't think he ne- he ever needs a belt. Mm-hmm. They're gonna put the belt on him because he's Lesnar. It's because Vince has this thing with with names and attractions, and I think he. I'll give okay. Here's I'll give you this example. Uh, uh, Vince's weird obsession with with names. Mm-hmm. Before WrestleMania. The I think the Universal Champion was uh, Bray Wyatt. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he was going into the Saudi Blood Money show in a in a match against uh, Goldberg. Okay, and it was going to be the Fiend versus Goldberg. Like, okay, do what you do to keep the Fiend, keep the to protect the Fiend. Don't have him take one. So he's going to. But he got squashed. And he gets and he gets beat and he just you know teleports out right. So you put the belt on Goldberg, like ah, I don't like, I don't like, I don't have, a, I don't give a shit if fucking Bray loses. But you like the Fiend was treated as like, you know, this otherworldly being that comes in and writes the people who have wronged Bray. And, so and Goldberg make, never wronged him. It doesn't make to me like your internal logic doesn't make sense. But fuck it, whatever. It's wrestling. You get over it. Mm-hmm. And then the next time they had a SmackDown, you know, Goldberg's out there, and then they they're setting themselves up for a for a Roman Reigns versus Goldberg match. Okay, I guess. And then they ended up, I think later that night, set themselves up for a John Cena versus uh, the Fiend match. Which all, which did make sense. It did make sense. Now, this is this might be me putting too much in, too much thought into it. <laughs> it. Makes me happy. But how many times has John Cena been a heavyweight champion? Too many. No, as many know, as Ric Flair, isn't do you it? Know the number. Sixteen. Okay. He's in one company. He's won it 16 times. Now, granted, Ric Flair honestly probably actually realistically... 26. Won it like 26. Yeah. In various companies. The reason why they call it 16 is because those are companies that WWE owns now. Yeah. Well, anyways, <laughs> so Cena was, is sitting at 16. Tell me right now that putting the belt on Goldberg to elevate the match, a match between Goldberg and Reigns, that's not going to elevate anymore. I'd no. be interested in seeing Goldberg Reigns anyways. The belt doesn't make it any more, doesn't elevate it for me. Elevate but a Cena what, match for what, 17. But what does is if, you know, Bray Wyatt has that belt, Cena is, you're wondering, is Bray Wyatt going to rectify the fact that he, he, didn't, he, he didn't beat Cena at Mania? Mm-hmm. And is Cena going to be able to win number 17 and beat the, uh, and, and beat the record? That elevates that. There's way, there, that's a much, that's much, that, there's more story to tell with that. It's all at the end of the day. It's in hindsight. It's like that would make more sense to me. But you know, at the end, I'm not Vince McMahon. I don't make the final calls at the end of the day. I'm just seeing how much longer we got. I was going to probably uh, end this in about ten minutes. 
so that we're not to the two-hour mark. Sounds good to me. But uh, what I was going to say earlier about the whole Andre the Giant thing, um, have you seen the Andre the Giant uh, biography, the uh, documentary yet? They came out in 2019. I say so, yeah. Hulk Hogan claimed in it. I don't know. I don't know if I trust Hulk half the time. But Hulk said in the interview, he's like, I didn't know the finish to that match until the match was going on. He's like, because I sent to Vince how I, what my ideas for the match because Andre wasn't coming up with ideas. Because Andre at the time couldn't really wrestle. He couldn't lift people up because his back was so bad. Yeah, his back was starting to get real bad. He, was at, he really was yeah. at the end of his run. Well, Hulk Hogan wrote out these plans and he gave it to Vince. And Vince was like, I'll give it to Andre. But he left the finish open. He's like, Andre can figure it out. And he's like, but, but, but he bet he should do the job. And Vince like, he's going to do the job. And, and it got towards the match and he's like, is he doing the job? And Vince like, honestly, I don't know. And Andre was not answering anybody. He was like, he walked up to Hulk and actually said, I'm going to do what I got to do. Well, the match was going on. And the way that Hulk had it written out was Andre goes for a punch. Hulk blocks and punches him back, punches him. Andre went for the punch in the match. They were going exactly how it was written down. Uh, Hulk went for that body slam and mid body slam for the one he actually got him with. Andre said leg drop and he body slammed him, leg dropped him and thought he was going to kick out. That's why whenever Hulk got up and he looked shocked, he actually was because he didn't think he was actually going to end the undefeated streak of Andre, even though he wasn't technically undefeated. He, he lost a few times in his career, but that's neither here nor there. It's wrestling. Like it, it, anything that happens it, it, outside it, it, of WF didn't happen. <laughs> well, here's one for uh, Goldberg's undefeated streak: the like 170 odd matches. Some of them was made up. No, I, honestly, it wasn't completely undefeated. I guess apparently he 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 did take a loss to Raven in a house show that never gets counted, never really gets brought up. I did not I know that. I never even. Yeah, it, it was, was like, like halfway through the streak. Like, I guess. Did, I don't know. Did you know that uh, Hulk Hogan, they claimed that WrestleMania 3 was the first time they'd ever faced each other when they wrestled the circuit all the time? Yeah. WWF only at that time recognized what was happening there because they were worldwide at the time. I mean, they, like, again, it, it, reality is whatever you want it to be in wrestling. Yeah. Like, you know, they bring up, like, Hulk Hogan was the first person to body slam. No, he wasn't. Uh, no, he wasn't. It was. Uh, Harley Race body slammed him. Huh? Harley Race body slammed him. Harley Race did it, and another fella did it, um, like three years before. Forget his name, but he was uh, he wasn't. It wasn't was Hillbilly Jam, I don't think. I know Harley Race did it in the. Uh, it's Harley. It's Harley Race. Did, there's like there's a couple guys. That there's did it five years total before. that did, but one of them was after Hogan, Ultimate Warrior. He bought uh, actually before Andre died, before he had to do all the tag team matches. He ran a house show circuit. Uh, feud with Ultimate Warrior for the Intercontinental title many times, but it was Warrior pretty much carrying the match. It was pretty much. Well, yeah, he was uh, Andre there at the end. His health was getting real bad. And then he had to be in tag team matches in Japan, six man tag matches, because he couldn't walk and he refused to not to not wrestle. He didn't want to stay at home, so he just continued wrestling until he died. He'd come down the rampway with two fucking uh, crutches, and then he would wrestle. But he was only allowed in the ring for a two, like, like a few seconds at a time that he'd tag out. You're talking about like he'd come out with crutches, like, t- like Jimmy from South Park. Yeah, like those crutches. Uh, Andre at the end of his life, like his back was in is was in terrible yeah, bad shape. It killed him. Like, uh, damn. Uh, what? Uh, Gigantism's what 
technically killed him, but his body pretty much. You know the Princess Bride? Yeah, he had to have wires. He couldn't lift yeah, anybody. When, you know when Wesley I know the story. On... I know the story where he farted. Yeah, oh. when, when Wesley's on his that. back and he's spinning around like that, mm-hmm. you, you notice the way they film it, you only see him basically from uh, about mid-chest mm-hmm. up. She doesn't because they have the harness on the wires around the back, Andre was uh, elevated platforms, uh-huh. and he was just going around this, and he was just fainting it. Because his, his back was too bad. Like, uh, on the documentary, they claimed she was on wires. At, when, he, when he was carrying people. But that for that particular one, it wasn't wires. He was on a platform. Yeah, um, he had to have people in wires because he couldn't lift. And then what's weird is Princess Bride happened before WrestleMania 3, didn't it? No, after. I thought it happened before. Princess Bride was, I think, in 89. WrestleMania 3 was in, what, 80, 86? Then my mind was wrong on that. I think I might have misheard Holy on the Holy fuck. But, yeah, Andre loved to, loved to fart. I know this is a random thing, but Kurt Cobain's MTV Unplugged guitar just sold. For six million dollars. Jesus, I thought his daughter gave that away to like Courtney Love's ex-boyfriend or something because she tried killing him over it. I I don't know. I remember reading that article. They might have got. I, it I think they got it back out of a lawsuit or some shit. I, I find know. it weird that Courtney Love oh, threatened to right. kill. Yeah, that, yeah, I forgot about. Courtney that. Love threatened to kill her ex-boyfriend. Now that kind of feeds into the conspiracy. We can talk about that next episode if you want, Dave. I don't even say I, that. That ain't no fucking conspiracy theory, like. <laughs> That's about as much of a conspiracy yeah, a theory really as Carol Baskin killing her husband. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. seen that. Where even the guy investigating he was missing said that she killed him. She actually had it taken off Netflix. It's no longer on Netflix. It was what is? On Netflix. Uh, Soaked in Bleach. documentary called uh, Soaked in Bleach. Listen, it, listen, that conspiracy is about as much of a conspiracy as Carol Baskin feeding her husband to a fucking tiger. Oh, the, uh, she did it. The police department recently said that uh, she absolutely, if she didn't do it, somebody killed that man, but they... Uh, due to um, what is that? When the time runs out of solving shit, there's a statute of limitations yeah. on murder. I know, but he said due to like all the time that has progressed, they, all the evidence is pretty much gone off her property that she even did it. If she did, yeah, because like, she had plenty of time to destroy the evidence. Yeah, they're not wrong there. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure the fucking tiger shit it all out. But well, they know. think it's either that or she, uh, he he was hidden in the uh, septic tank. Oh, that's a shitty way to spend the rest of your eternity. Well, Carol Baskin claims that if anybody wants to pay the amount of money to uh, get it dug up, go ahead, because we need a new one anyway. But uh, we're closing She's in. She's such a shithead. We're closing in on the uh, final few minutes. Is there anything else you guys would like to discuss, would like to promote? You guys have been working on new music. I don't know if you plan on releasing anything. I new. mean, me and Dave have been writing new tunes, but they're do nowhere near done. Do you plan on releasing anything? Well, uh... We uh, we just recently finished demoing out a, an entire new album. Uh, we're just gonna we're gonna put down some scratch vocals uh, once we actually get back to practicing again, uh, which I think I think it's about time uh, that we start practicing again. So uh, maybe uh, get a hold of the rest of the guys and see how they feel about uh, showing up and get some rehearsals, knock the old rust off, and. Maybe start putting some scratch vocals down so we know where we stand, and then uh, nice. we can then go in and basically. I have an idea. Mm-hmm. Once you guys are done practicing, if uh, concerts aren't back by then, we should do a live stream concert. For men here, that'd be difficult, but I can get my, very difficult. I could get my cell phone and just do it that way. Yeah, I could definitely do. We, could we definitely can announce do something or something if you guys want to. 
That that doesn't sound like too bad of an awful bad idea. Since people don't miss seeing you guys or something, we can just Gotta stay relevant somehow, even though we're irrelevant. I don't know how good the volume quality would be on my phone of the instruments and shit, but it's gonna be loud as shit in here. Yeah, I hope you know that. Yeah, <laughs> I have the earplug thing. And like we're still loud as fuck, and we, you know, Tony and I's only plugged into a you know, two by twelves and marks. We'll, we'll have to fi- we'll have to figure something it's out. Because... Nowhere near as loud as it used to be because we used to be jamming through full stacks and. Because I would like to do a live, I would like for you guys to do a live stream concert or something like that. Figure something out so that we. I thought I thought about that. I even have a really good location to set it up and do it. It'd be kind of like that uh, that old Trivium thing they recorded about you know four or five years ago, and it, uh, more than a big enough room we could set up in a big old circle. Well, let me know even if do that for a bunch of videos. Man. Even if I do yeah. return to work, we can do it on like a weekend or something. I'd be down for that. And I can I can film it on my phone if need be. I, or we can get Fernando. Yeah, I think we can get Fernando. <laughs> Fernando can do that, it. That, that, that dude knows so how to point a fucking camera, man. <laughs> God damn, he knows how to point a camera. But, yeah, look out for... Uh, he, made, he made us look professional. That's hard to do. I know. But, guys, we will be live again uh, Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Fernando de la Cruz. And then the episode after that on the 5th of July on Sunday at 8 p.m., it'll just be me, Tony, maybe Connor will join us uh, next week and that week. And then, Dave, you'll be joining us in the studio on this online studio? I, uh, I will join you anytime I can. Okay. And also we have after the 5th of July, we have on the 11th, Rocky Johnson, not Dwayne the Rock Johnson's father. I need to put not Dwayne the Rock. <laughs> Rocky Johnson hashtag useless cunt because <laughs> he's a bass player <laughs> on on Psalms of Silence. Uh, not Psalms of Silence. We got Psalms of Silence now. We've got Shroud and Neglect. Uh, Rocky Johnson. He's gonna lay the smackdown on your candy asses. <laughs> <laughs> And guys, don't Jeez, don't forget to Christ. check out our sponsors uh, once again. They are AudioVane Entertainment. For all your no bullshit news, go to AudioVane Entertainment. Most places have all the drama. They have all that nonsensical bullshit. It's not there. It's not on this site. We don't talk about who's having sex with who. Maybe you might want to find out who Rob Halford blew this week, but we will not tell you at AudioVane Entertainment. <laughs> He's probably a marine. <laughs> also, also check out Romo Gaming on twitch.tv slash Romo2968. And also who did our did my pop figure and did our logo, Unlucky13 Art at allmylinks.com slash unlucky13. If you're listening on Spotify, I'm sorry for all of the visuals needed, but go over to YouTube. And that would be all. Remember, live long, rock hard. You like that, Dave? That was that, that, like you, you did that, and you looked at me with the creepiest look, like you like that. Like, and and we're go, and we're going off air to that. 